0: In a cracking, cracking main event, cage match main event, we saw the invisible hand. Man like Don Callis, he has turned on Kenny Omega. And it's not like we didn't see it coming. We saw some funny business happening, but, you know, I guess we didn't really expect this. Um, we're going to get into all of that shortly. Uh, what's up, people? My name's Mex. I'm a reporting for Point for all Revolution Radio Duty. I'm alongside my co-host.
1: Yo, people. It's your boy NKK, the man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour, man. We're here, man. We're here, but we're not alone today, man. We're not alone. We're not alone. We it's come like we brought our special news correspondent. Like this
0: is CNN. We we, we need some, you know, updates on um the happenings on and the business side of things. Everyone knows knowledge. Big up knowledge for coming through today. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And
2: if you guys want to talk about the uh, the Trump uh, debate on CNN yesterday, I'm. I'm <laughs> <happy>. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll leave trump for another time we'll leave trump uh yeah man we thought we'll bring you in today because obviously um over the last few weeks we've we've seen um the the sales of um all in gone live you know it was first you know the the pre-sale and the general sales happened and we thought it was only right to bring you in to talk about this but we wanted to have a better full picture we don't really want to jump the gun you see what i mean but you know now we're in a, a lot better state and, you know, it's, it's good times for AEW, man.
2: what What's your feelings on the amount of tickets they've sold in this uncharted territory? I was I was tremendously shocked at how much tickets they actually sold for this event. I, I kept, when I spoke to people about this, they would ask me, how much do you think that they're going to sell? And I always said, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything until the pre-sale and then I'll give you a number. But even when the pre-sale number came out, I was absolutely gobsmacked by the amount of tickets that they sold because, I mean, if I'm honest, I thought it was going to be a bit lower than that. Like, I think me and NK spoke about this recently because what I thought, looking at the Clash of the Castle pre-sale numbers, the amount of people that registered was 89,000 people. All right, the first day they sold 32,000. That's a 39.6% conversion. So I thought, okay, you got... Um, sixty thousand people had signed up for the all-in sale pre, uh, pre-registration sale, and I was like, okay, thirty-six points, maybe with a forty percent conversion. I thought the first day they'd get twenty-four thousand sales. That's what I thought they would do on the first day. Um, excuse me, one of my dogs is up to something. Can you stop doing that? And sit down. Thank you. Um. Yeah, so I thought they were going to do 24,000. They did not. They did 35,000 and I thought to myself, okay, so the second day I reckon I'll do 3 to 5. So maybe I pushed they'd be up to 30,000 for the second day and then by the end of the uh the week with the general sell I thought they'd be up to 40,000. They were not. They were up to 60,000 by the end of um of Friday. but hey, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> well, they knew. They obviously knew but uh, we uh, who, who'd know that they do so well? Not that I thought that they'd do bad because uh, I thought, you know, if they did 24,000 in the first half, that'd be incredible for them. But they did way, they far exceeded my expectations. And uh, yeah, this is going to be one of the biggest wrestling shows in history. This is already the biggest non WWE pro wrestling show in history in terms of attendance and gait. So you're looking, whoever, I mean, you guys are going to be there. It's going to be history. Mm. It's going to be history, and uh, I don't know what the card is going to be, but it's going to be an absolutely fantastic uh, event. And uh, whether or not they'll do it again is something that they can worry about later on. But right now, yeah, Tony Khan should be really basking in the ambience of this success because, uh, yeah, he's he's done something really special here. Yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah, so I remember having a conversation with you in terms of, like, um, why, 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 why I can't be at WWE. Hasn't booked Wembley? Why they went for um Cardiff, for example? Do you have any information on why, like a company, wouldn't book Wembley? Is there a risk to be to book Wembley Arena? Wembley well, Stadium. All,
2: sorry, there's always a risk to book in Wembley Stadium because it's so big. But I think WWE would have sold. I think they would have done really well in Wembley. The yeah. reason why they didn't do Wembley was because that London don't really offer site fees to stuff like WWE. They offer it for the Olympics, and if there was a World Cup bid or something like that, they would offer money, but WWE go to places where, excuse me. Uh, I mean it. Come sit down. This is my youngest one, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Let me take that away. Sorry, I've got something on the sofa and he's uh, trying to get it. Yeah, um, yeah. so WWE only go to markets like this for big shows when they offer offered a site fee. So when that country offer them money to go, well, then they will go. Uh, for example, on P- Puerto Rico, they were offered $1.5 million to go to Puerto Rico to do that show. Great, they'll go and do that. London isn't desperate for WWE. Like, they, they get tourists anyway, especially you know, for nothing, they get tourists. So they don't need to offer WWE money to come to do Wembley Stadium. Uh, Cardiff, on the other hand, they offered WWE, I, you know what, I wish I would have known you would have asked me this. I could have told you the amount they were offered, but... <laughs> I, I think, think it was one like around 1.5 million as well. I'm sure I saw it that. Was, it was around, it was no more than 2 million, but they were offered uh, a good amount of money to to do uh, Clash of the Castle in Cardiff. So in, that's the reason why WWE um, did the Clash of the Castle in Cardiff. They weren't going to spend money... To do Wembley. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure they could have done really well there, but it's just not what they do. Even WrestleMania, they receive bids for WrestleMania and they go to the one which offers them the most money. Hmm. Um, that's just what they do, and SummerSlam nowadays as well. And the Rumble, excuse me. So you got the Rumble, you got SummerSlam, and you got WrestleMania, you got all those shows that they need to receive site fees for, otherwise, they're not checking for you. Crazy. Yeah,
0: I think um, you know, the, the I always felt in my heart because I, I was very adamant about, you know, I don't want to see them pick some 20K, 30K venue in London. Um, even with WWE doing money in the bank here, you know, I was, I was vexed at the size of venue they're picking when they could definitely do a lot more. So I'm happy at first they backed themselves. And even then I still said, okay, you know, 50 to 60K in Wembley with a stage and this, that and the other is still respectable for AEW. But we're north of 60K already. And you know, again, we, we can't help but but say and point out that this really all started from a man saying they couldn't do 10k <laughs> and look yeah. where they are now. Like now they're yeah. doing 60k out of the country. Like it's it's incredible. Um and you know, as we were saying, the, the, the good times almost keep on rolling because now we're hearing the, the stuff on
2: the TV deal side of things. What's what's the latest with that? All will be revealed next week, Wednesday. Um, So next week, Wednesday, I mean, this is a massive period for AEW. Absolutely massive period. Obviously, they're leading up to all. You've got Double or Nothing coming up, and then you've got Forbidden Door, and then you've got All In, and then following that, the following week, you've got All Out as well. So you've got an absolutely massive summer coming up for AEW, and then added to all that, you've got the news of the new TV deal, um, which I expect to be announced next Wednesday. Warner Brothers Discovery have got their upfronts next week, Wednesday, Um, start about 10 o'clock. So what the upfronts is, is uh, that's when Warner Discovery, they let they show the potential advertisers the upcoming fall schedule. They let everyone know the new TV shows that are coming out. They also let them know the expectations for these TV shows so that they can potentially sell advertising. And it is on that day, it is expected, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this is what is expected, that Warner are going to announce their new television deal with AEW. Um, it's, I mean, there are numbers floating around. I mean, I'll say the numbers because the rumors are out there, but mm. I've been told five years from 200 to $250 million a year, which makes that... Over a billion dollars, billion dollars, um, which is you know absolutely incredible if that is the case. Um, obviously, that from what we understand, that will encompass dynamite, it will have rampage. Um, you've got the new Saturday two hour show collision as well, uh, which will be Saturdays eight to 10 on uh TNT, I believe. Yeah, and it also will include the archives for the max streaming service. And apparently it will also feature the pay-per-views as well. So the AEW pay-per-view shows will no longer be available in America on pay-per-view television. They will be exclusive to the max streamer service, similar to what WWE have with Peacock. 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 Um, So would that take
1: effect like immediately, or would that take effect maybe post-double or nothing?
2: I would expect that All In may be the first show. And the reason why I say that is because I've seen Forbidden Door advertised on pay-per-view. So I believe that if this is the case, Forbidden Door will be the first show because there's nowhere, advertising-wise, that advertises all in on pay-per-view. It's all got the 100-year anniversary of Warner Brothers branding on it Mm -hmm. and the 100-year anniversary of Wembley as well. It's got all that branding on it but no pay-per-view. So... um, And then you've obviously got all out the next week. So you think about it. If you had to promote two pay-per-views for $50 or $60, seven days apart, how would you book those two cards, especially when you've got the biggest show in your history on the Sunday and the following Sunday, you'd have to book another show where you'd want people to fork out another $60. It makes it so hard. Now with the streaming service, the pressure is off a bit. Um, You can still present fantastic pro wrestling and make everyone, you know, present a a fantastic show, but the pressure isn't there to sell pay-per-views. But, you know, I don't know what Warner Brothers offered them. I mean, I could imagine that AEW, when they were trying to get this deal done, I'm sure that they would have said to Warner, look, our biggest pay-per-view sold 210,000 buys. And the gross total of that was... Oh man, I don't have my calculator around, but... Like, <laughs> like, if you work out the gross and then you, they say, all right, this is what we got from this show. If you offer us X amount on top of that, you can have all the pay-per-views. You do that per show for the year. You can have all of them on the streaming service. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's great for AEW. It's great for pro wrestling in general because now that AEW have got this guaranteed money behind them, that means that they are... They're at a position where they can compete. Now, they were competing before, but as far as money, they can compete with whatever WWE offered them. And we, we don't know what's going on with WWE in terms of we don't know if they're able to spend money under Endeavor because UFC don't spend money on talent anymore. Mm. Um, they don't, and I don't know if WWE are going to be in a similar boat, but what this means for AW is that if... Kenny Omega's contract runs up, is expiring, and he says, I want this amount. Well, with this new money that AEW have, they can go, okay, we'll give you that money, and WWE may not want to match it. And I use Kenny Omega as an example because it's the first name that popped into my head, but if Sammy Guevara says, okay, I want X amount of money and AEW go, they can afford to go, okay, even if he goes to speak to WWE, they can match what WWE have to offer. If Seth Rollins, for example, speaks to Tony Khan, Tony Khan can offer him a good amount of money if he wanted him to jump over. And that's why this is great for pro wrestling. You know, we haven't had this... We haven't had this in, since 1999, 1998 with WCW, really, with the amount of, like, financially competitive nature of pro wrestling. And it's fantastic. It's great for fans. It's great for the wrestlers. And it's just great as a whole, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, One last question for me. In terms of, like, you said... um... All in, ba- um, based on like the tickets bought, will be one of the biggest wrestling shows of of all time. Like, mm-hmm. can you kind of like put that into perspective, like in terms of like what other shows like in wrestling history have like grossed, like um, not just the re- um, the revenue, but have also put sixty thousand people um, in seats. Like, are there any other shows in wrestling history that are comparable to like what
2: All In's about to do? Um, there are. They're all WWE shows. Um, yeah. Mostly WrestleMania shows, um, mm-hmm. all from the Vince Mann era. And when I say the Vince Man era, I'm talking about from 1984 onwards. I mean New Japan. If if we look at um, the biggest attendances in pro wrestling history, the biggest ones are the ones from uh, Pyongyang in Korea, which did 150, and 170,000. But I don't I don't count those because there was no gate for those shows. And the people there were forced to attend. They didn't go because they wanted to see Okoye against Rick Flair. They went because they had no option. So mm-hmm. I don't really want to count those. The biggest attendance in wrestling history was—it was the legit number was seventy-nine thousand eight hundred—and it was a WWE WrestleMania that. Um, it was the one in Dallas. Now, I don't remember the the year. Triple H, Roman
0: WrestleMania Thirty Two. Yeah, what that was one. that
2: one? I think they announced 101,000, but it wasn't obviously the case. The the legit number was 79,800. And that is the biggest attendance in pro wrestling uh, history of the modern era. There are shows from the 1930s that that had apparently 80,000 seats according to newspapers, but I can't verify that because there's no factual evidence that can tell me that that was accurate. But I will say this. If WrestleMania whatever year that was got 79,800 I think it was 2016 okay Roman and Triple H cuz I saw that match actually I remember that match it was um it was something it um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um if you want to look at that number and you think about what all in is now and I I hear numbers for all in every day what the number is now? Most of the time, they're very different. They're very different in terms of what people tell me what the number is at. What well, I heard earlier today that all in is at sixty seven thousand right now. Okay, that's twelve thousand away from that number. Do you think that they can sell another thirteen thousand tickets to beat that WrestleMania number over the next few months without a card? And that CM Punk isn't isn't advertised yet. You know, CM Punk isn't advertised yet. He's going to be. I assume that Tony Khan is going to mention the name CM Punk next Wednesday to sell tickets for the Collision show. I assume that's happening next week. But if you think about it, they're that close from beating, from having the highest paid attendance in wrestling history. And if that happens, Vince McMahon is going to lose his shit. And don't get me wrong, you'll get people on the internet saying, "Well, they did 101,000." I'm not talking make believe. I'm talking about real. (laughs) <laughs> WrestleMania uh, 3 was the famous 93,173, uh, which, you know, the state, Detroit, say it was 78,000. That's what they had. And the event promoter said 78,000. But WWE fans will still swear that there's 93,000 people in that building. But if they beat that number, you know, this is, you talk about magnitude here. You've got to understand when WCW were hot and they did 41,000 people at the Georgia Dome for Hogan and uh, Goldberg, they were 25 years in at that point. Jim, Cro- Jim Cro- um, Crockett Promotions was 25 years in um, when he sold them to WCW. And you think about this, Tony Khan is only four years in. Is it four years in? Yeah, this yeah, is Khan the fourth Cro- year. This is the fourth yeah, year. And they've, and they've managed to do this. And it's you need to give the guys credit. Now, I'm sceptical skeptical of TK and his booking. NK will tell you, I you know, these last few weeks of Dynamite, not not yesterday's episode, but yes. these last few weeks of Dynamite have killed me, bro. Like, they have just finished me off. Like, I just, I hated these shows. But, man, that guy, what he's accomplished in these four years is never seen it before. Never seen it before. People need to give that guy his flowers. They really do.
0: Yeah, I've, I, it's one of the ones where, obviously, he's from a, a well-established business family and he has he has studied it he's student of the game 100 percent um he's seen obviously the pitfalls from from vince and um i guess at the same time how to do business properly um so it doesn't surprise me he's doing as well as he has the speed of where he's getting to over like we're saying 345 years now that's what's definitely commendable um but, yeah, people have been wanting this this difference in pro wrestling, this shift, this yeah, release yeah. of the monopoly. So I'm not mm-hmm. surprised people are supporting it. Obviously mentioned the amount of people that bought tickets already and how many more they can sell possibly to, to reach that number um, wow. to equal it. I'm just thinking... Um, for sure, everyone that 100% wants to go has bought a ticket now regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to see them reach about 70k and if they can push it. I'm just not sure how many... We know CM Punk yes. is a, as a factor. We don't We don't know how many other factors can really push them towards yeah. that number.
2: That's yeah, crazy. I th- I think that the people that want to go have already got tickets. So now yeah. you've got to try and lure in those people that hate that... Not- that they hate AEW or, or you know, not hate <laughs> AEW, they're very critical. They're WWE fans and, you know, advertising CM Punk, for example, the thought of CM Punk in the UK for the first time since um, I think it would be 2013 might be enough for those people to be like, okay, I'm going to buy a ticket to this show. I'm going to spend 40 quid on a ticket and come to this show. Can they sell another 12,000 seats? I think over time they could. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but I think there's definitely a chance that they could, because you think about it, there's three months, there's over three months to go here, and um, you know, we've still got some big shows for them to build up, and I mean, you've got the angle uh, yesterday with Don and, and Kenny, which I'm sure you guys will get into later on, which I think is building up to potentially one of the key matches at All In with Osprey and Omega. Um, and I think that was a, well, not the start of it, but I think that was the 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 boost that that feud Kind of just to kickstart it again, yeah. Um, But I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's an exciting time right now. I mean, what are you guys doing for uh, the uh, the weekend? Because uh, Rev Pro just announced a Copper Box uh, show on the Saturday. Is you guys going to that? Or I reckon I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I plan to be like very that. Just
1: yeah, and even just the fact that like there's a lot of different shows on that weekend. It kind of, like it just it feels like that so
2: whole. What, so NK, okay, what what is uh, happening on that weekend? What shows have we got?
1: So I think we've got we've got um,
2: Rev Pro. I think Progress are doing the show, right? That progress in the Fi on Saturday. So yeah. Progress yeah. in the fi. Can you hear that? It's yeah. one of my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. You got Progress in the Fi on the Saturday, yeah. and you got now you got Rev Pro on the Saturday as well. Okay, now mm-hmm. nothing that I know of is announced on the Friday. Mm. Okay, so Friday's an empty space, but. No one's really spoken about this, but I'll say it here now. I'm waiting to find out what happens with Collision on the Saturday. Now, I've asked around about this, and people in AEW are very quiet on it. And I just want to know, are they taping Collision on the Wednesday, or are they going to do it in London on the Saturday? Mm. And if that's the case, it's got to be Wembley Arena, because logistically that makes sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. They can't go to O2 because it's too far away, and I think WWE got exclusivity on the O2 when it comes to wrestling anyway. And they've got the fan fest in Wembley on the Saturday, so logistically Wembley Arena for Collision makes sense. But I'm waiting to hear some information on this because yeah. if they're doing Collision on a Saturday, I don't know if I want to buy a ticket to Rev Pro because I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, there's a lot. Yeah. To, there's, there's, a lot, a lot. There's, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm, I'm sure we'll We'll come to know in due time and be able to schedule ourselves and know where we're going to be and, you know, people we want to see where they're going to turn up and stuff. Um, but as we've all been saying, man, this is It's. it's a great time for wrestling fans. Um, it's a great time for the business. And um, yeah, Looking, looking forward to it. Like you just can't help but think what it's gonna be like when that show kicks off. When the likes of an Orange Cassidy's music hits, or uh, uh the elite their music hits, like it's it's
2: gonna be Knoxley's nice. music or Kota Ibushi or any of these guys that are it gonna be too. booked on the show. I expect Ibushi to be there. I tell you what, when my when Kota Ibushi walks out of there, if there's a wrestler that'll make my son cry, it'll probably be Kota Ibushi. <laughs> <laughs> He's eight years old and he's already talking about going to Japan to train in the dojo with <laughs> Excellent. But um, You have to manifest. <laughs> <laughs> you got to manifest it, yeah. I just want to say before I go um, pro wrestling right now is the healthiest it's been in 20 years. WWE are, are really hot right now, like incredibly hot. They do great numbers. AEW do really good numbers. You know, last week they were number six, um, number six entertainment show for the week, which is amongst how many thousands of TV shows, um, for them to be number six is incredible for a start because you get these grifters on their podcasts and you get these people that can't get jobs with AEW that go on their platforms and say, <laughs> they're <laughs> thinking and this and it's that. And it's just like, you know, and people believe it because, you know, people that were on television once upon a time will say it, so regular people believe it, but, you know, there's no evidence that, indicates that that's the case and if you pay attention or use google you can work out exactly what these numbers are and uh so what it? it's what i say it's super healthy right now it's super healthy new japan they're, they're coming, back. They're, coming they're, back they're yeah they're booking right now mm. like, booking. yeah <laughs> like you know we can excuse the pandemic and stuff like that but they're doing really well and i hope the independents come back as well um, yeah. but yeah we're good right now wrestling fans are eating right now love
0: it Knowledge, thanks for joining us, man.
2: Surely we'll appreciate get you one you, another bro, time
0: man. to give us these, these updates. Um, but yeah,
2: man, appreciate you for coming through. No problem. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to stick around and listen to you guys review the show because I want to hear what you guys think about that main event because I thought yeah, it yeah. was bloody fantastic. <laughs> right now, right now. Yeah. Love, bro. All right, uh, Have a good evening, you, guys. Speak to you soon. Cheers. All right, take care, bro, man. Bye. <sighs>
0: yeah man um love to knowledge for coming through um like we said we we've got to discuss this we are going to go through and
1: kind of talk about the whole show what was your opinions on the whole show nk this is uh this is excellent this is Pete. like this is this reminded me of like pre-pandemic dynamite mm. like just classic dynamite like what like yeah this was a this was an excellent episode. Like I feel like we've been very lukewarm on Dynamite, but this like top to bottom, like just excellent. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself.
0: Yeah, they've done a really good job, like you said, from top to bottom. Like there was just very intriguing stuff happening throughout. Um let's talk this main event, man. Um obviously it'd been it been advertised, this cage match. We'd been telling the story of moxley coming in from double or nothing what 2019 20 when he come yeah. in and he attacked omega and um where their story their rivalry really began from this cage match started hot like it didn't start typically in the match there were scraps outside and all of that kind of thing bcc versus the elite um we finally got the visual which i thought was great of omega welcoming moxley into the cage because you know we know moxie's the one that's on violence so seeing like the table turned almost i thought was um pretty incredible then once their man were in that ring yeah all kinds of madness like to go through kind of a spot for um if you haven't watched the match it is must watch um really good stuff i almost wish they had a bit more time um but obviously Mm. they had to finish off and do the the angle that that ended it um Early doors, we saw Omega go um and get the the chair, the barbed wire chair, and he was really laying into to Moxley um with those chair shots, which I'm sure Moxley would have been completely happy about and would have wanted him to do exactly that. Um, you know, make this thing look as as violent, as real as possible. Um, there was a stomp onto the chair. Um, we saw like blood coming from Moxley's back. Um there was one part which absolutely popped me. And um, I think it was when John Moxley was already bleeding from the face, and he went up to the camera in the corner and he kissed the camera and yeah. just smile on his face. I said, This guy loves you and I love him. <laughs> like, <me! laughs> he, he was really, he was really on something. And um yeah. yeah, I think um there was uh there was another there was another, something else that he done that's like a drop kick. Um with with the with the chair sort of thing. Um a suplex onto that chair. Uh, Moxley had um glass, glass in in a little like wrap, wrapped up, pulled out yeah. the glass as well. There's a couple moves um where they it fell back onto the glass and stuff. Um there was then the infamous the V trigger through through the cage, like that V trigger it was and the way they caught it like on on the camera I thought was brilliant. Um I was fearful when Omega landed. I thought yeah. he was finished. He because he caught
1: his crotch on that like, the on on the
0: yeah. Bro, I've I've literally had bedrooms, yeah, that are like jumping fences and yeah. caught themselves on the fence, and like the top of a spike of a fence has like ripped up their thigh, like mm-hmm. literally ripped through their skin. And I thought that's what I was about to see with Omega. Like very <laughs> awkward landing on that, but um, thank God he was all right. Um, and then after that, I feel like Omega really got, got into himself and was really yeah. taking it to, um, to John Moxley. There was a Snapdragon suplex, and, um, you know, like I said, there was a feed trigger before that and stuff. Um, we saw Don Callis enter, um, the cage. Um, he took the screwdriver from Moxley, obviously, and you'll think uh, rightly so, he's, he's in Omega's corner. Um, Shortly after Omega hit Moxley with the um, one winged angel, and we see a one winged angel, you think it's done. Like, man, man don't kick out of that one. One, two, and out of nowhere, Callis comes in, big boar in his hand, stabbed my man in the head, Kenny Omega, and my draw was on the ground. And the way they all sold it, like, um, literally. Um Callis was like a villain, like you know, looking at the crowd, like, oh my god, sort of thing. Like almost like he was out of body experience, like he didn't know yeah. what he was he was doing, what came yeah. over him. Um yeah, from there, Moxley got the win. Um and yeah, we saw you know, Moxley left the ring. Um, we saw um Callis kind of when Omega got to his knees, he kind of like whispered something in his ears. He looked like he was yeah. going to stab him again, but then there's just like Omega collapsed or he just pushed Omega over and then Kalis left the ring as well. We all kind of saw like something was bubbling between these guys. Kalis was doing a bit too much, as slimy, as sneaky as he is. We thought this time round, he's doing a bit too much. Obviously, he's been caught in Takeshita as well. Did you expect this turn to come in this fashion
1: right here on this show? Absolutely not. Like. I expected a callous turn at some point, like I feel like, yeah, like we know Don Callis can't be trusted. But in this match, impossible. Like, I remember like because I watched Dynamite um, like I didn't watch it live, so I watched it like um in the morning, but I didn't I didn't see any spoilers. And I remember I was in bed, and when I saw Don Callis turn, I literally like sat up at the edge of my bed. I was like, There's no way, there's no way, because like <laughs> Because like the the way I just the the way it was staged, it was so it was so perfect. Because the only reason why Callis got into the ring was because the um the cage was left exposed from the V trigger, and that's how he got into the ring. And and we've seen Callis come um save Kenny Omega multiple times, and the Blackpool Combat thing thing, um where they attacked Callis, like it it was like a red herring, like because it was like cool. They've attacked Don Callis. There's no way Don Callis would side with the Blackpool Combat Club. And even right now, we don't know if he sided with the Blackpool Combat Club because Danielson on commentary seemed very shocked. John Moxley seemed very confused at what was going on. And it's not like Callis walked off of Blackpool Combat Club. Like it was it that like he there was a that like the spot you mentioned where he almost um, st- um stabbed Kenny with a screwdriver. He said something to him. Mm. Um so it's I think it's a more personal thing. Between Kenny and Don Callis, that obviously Don Callis is probably taken advantage of like this whole chaos between the Blackpool Combat Club and Kenny and you know betrayed him. And obviously, if you go on Don Callis's Twitter, he's he called himself the invisible hand. But like one of his on his Twitter page is that like, the invisible hand Brav, which you know he says Brav a lot on AW, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. William Osprey. But um in regards to the match as a whole, listen, that, that's what you call a main event. That's what you yeah. call... Like, I think that's one of the best Dynamite main events, if not the best Dynamite main events. And this... I said this from early. I feel like... I said this, like, years ago on Maybe Wrestling. I think, like, Kenny Omega and Moxie will be, like, a defining feud in AEW. And this is, like... This is, like... Like, the founders of the company. Like, literally, at the big... Like, like they said, the big angle at Double I Nothing, which is their first pay-per-view, was... Moxley and Omega, the first feud in a big, big big-time feud was Moxley and Omega. If you talk about, like, Moxley's the most decorated champion in um, AEW, Kenya Omega's the longest reigning champion. Like, these are the two, and even in an interview this week, Moxley and Omega both referred to the other one as the MVP of AEW. So, like, you had literally the biggest stars in AEW go at it and just... The in the in consistency from both of them, like the amount of like bangers Moxley's had an AW, the amount of bangers had in Kenny's had an AW, and like just for me, like this is Kenny's already my greatest of all time, but this is just another one. And and if you look at the year. The catalogue is, is getting yeah. the, the catalogue is getting thick for both wrestlers. Like Moxley just had the matches with Hangman. You know, both of these men are having an incredible resume of matches this year alone. And this match was just another stellar addition to the already, you know, fantastic catalogue they're building this year. This match was sensational, man. I I, I adored it. Yeah, it was it was a, it was very fun. Like I
0: said, I almost wish that it didn't end when it did. That we had a yeah. bit more time. Um, I was even upset at the beginning of it, thinking, "Oh, why didn't Justin Roberts do Omega's whole entrance yeah. with all the staff North at North Carolina?" Carolina. Like, <laughs> but I assumed they were saving time because yeah. of what was to was to come. Yeah. and like you said, I think you know, especially just the move to AEW, the inception of AEW, it has it has brought out another side of Kenny Omega. Like he has to wrestle, you know for the tv audience he has to wrestle for an american audience and he's now kind of showing um other attributes other you know showing his versatility um with just you know pleasing a different type of crowd we all know you know when it comes to just a pure wrestling match is he is one of the best in the world you know top two sort of thing but when it comes to a cage match and these other kind of gimmicky kind of stuff where um mm-hmm. he hasn't had so much um experience of doing, he's he's obviously showing you know in the last couple of years that he belongs in those positions as well. Um, truly one of the greatest um that, that we've got right now. Um, just on the story itself, like I said, when I saw um, Don Callis get stabbed in the head The following week or so I saw Takesh get stabbed in the head I said they're going to PCC Like they've bled with them now They've caused them to bleed or whatever They're going to join But like you said now Like knowledge alluded to earlier I feel it's deeper mm-hmm.
1: What I noticed
0: And another thing Big up Brian Danielson on commentary Yeah Because that guy <laughs> is something else Like the part, there's one part he's just smiling just like I love yeah. him Yeah <laughs> i said this is brilliant i think he's he, the he... biggest
1: hater of all time like the way he was <laughs> laughing that like, when um Callis attacks kenny omega is like that's that's the type of laugh in nollywood they'll do on their enemies <laughs> yeah like yeah <laughs> how the mother-in-law laughs yeah how something. the mother-in-law laughs, laughs when the enemies <laughs>
0: when their... <laughs> it is it was, two, it was two jokes and yeah i think he he's really helped obviously he he had the whole thing with MJF. He went away for a bit. He came back and taking almost this kind of mantle, this spokesman um, of um, BCC. I think he's been brilliant in doing that. Um, when with with Don Callis now, the whole thing with Brian Danielson has been that he is telling these guys, you know, you're great, but you're amateurs, or you're, you're not getting to your potential and all of that kind of stuff. And my thing is, this is almost the exact same message Don Callis always has for Kenny Omega. Like keeping the distractions away from him. You don't need this person. You don't need this. You don't need that. Just be Kenny by God, Omega, the best wrestler on the planet. Uh And obviously, you know, some people may have saw the um, post-match bit or backstage where Kenny Omega was saying, you know, you can't even trust your family, this, that, and the other. I almost think that Don Callis may, yes, may not be joining BCC, but this is more of a thing to kind of make Omega kind of go out on himself and be great again, sort of thing. Yeah, just prove yourself at without without anyone, even myself, sort of thing. So he turned on him. And that's where we saw a bit of the conflict. It wasn't like a violent attack that he, he put on Omega. Um, obviously, like we're saying... The, the the bio says um the winner the, the king of winnipeg bruv yeah and that is very close to obviously osprey he's he's teased osprey in the past in terms of saying that osprey is one of the greatest in the world and this that and the other mm-hmm. um all in Is round the corner osprey i know i think his contract his 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 actual new japan contract obviously he can move it forward and back wherever but his actual new japan contract is up I think towards the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um seeing Ospre- Osprey won't go to WWE. AEW will probably be his his option yeah. if he wants to be tied down. Obviously, he has family in, in the UK, he's very close to we yeah. you know that. And um yeah, he doesn't want to necessarily be too far away from home, but AEW would be his 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 choice. And with Callis almost it looks like this is like we we're saying, the beginning of setting up something here between those two.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then obviously if Takeshtar um let's say follows Callus and joins Blackpool Combat Club, that makes five Blackpool Combat Club members. And even if you do hang you add hangman back into the fold, that means four elite four elite members, there's one more spot. Yeah. And, <laughs> On game. It might be yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's one more spot left. But I just feel like this story has been From day one, they've started this feud. This Blackpool Combat Club Elite stuff has been like superb, like absolutely, like great wrestling, great storytelling, and it's a different type of story. You know, like obviously, like pro wrestling storylines go in a similar way with betrayals, backstabbing, but a lot of the talking, a lot of like the big moments have happened not through promos not through you know backstage segments but like through actions whether it's in ring mm-hmm. brawls you know what i'm saying like don callis cap um, attacking kenny omega said so many words without saying anything so this story's been excellent and the thing is what i love about this one is that we have predictions but like none of us predicted don callis will attack omega today you I might mean, yeah. predict it in the future but like, it, the storyline is still keeping us on board. And we don't know how far this could go because, obviously, we don't know what... The, the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club are going to have a match at Double or Nothing. We don't know what match they're going to have yet. And then, Forbidden Doors here. And obviously, we, we spoke about Will Ospreay and Kenny, but may, but maybe we see something like at Forbidden Door involving Don Callis, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then even, you know, the fact that... We'll, we'll talk about it late, um, later, but... Fact that um Carl Fletcher from United Empire was on dynamite today as well. Yep. Like there's so many like different threads to the story, and the story can go in so many different ways, but it's thoroughly entertaining, man. It's, it's the best storyline AW easily.
0: Yeah, they've smashed out the park, and especially on a week where um I guess the main the main story, the main event story in, in the world title wasn't mm. they weren't physically there, they cut a couple, you know, vignettes and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um you really saw this story shine, get time throughout the, the show. They were building up to the, the main event.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then these men done their thing. And with this massive turn in the main event, it's, it's all we're going to be talking about, you know, dying to see Dynamite next Wednesday, along with obviously yeah. Mr. Khan's big um, announcement. So yeah, very, very, very good stuff, man. It almost makes me think, do you think whatever they're going to do with BCC and Elite at Double or
1: Nothing, do you think your main event? No, because I think Tony Khan's big on tradition, mm. but it's gonna be like the people's main event, and yeah. that's no shade to like the four pillar stuff. Because I even thought that we'll get into it, but the stuff did this week is good, but like we're just dealing with like top tier storytellers, man. I mean, yeah. like the 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 best the best storyline in AEW as is unanimously like the whole Hagman page and Omega stuff. And then you've got, then you add people like Brian Danielson, Jod Moxley into the mix. And you, you, you've you got a recipe for perfection because even, you know, the Blackpool combat club um, at its inception, when they had Regal was cooking, obviously it kind of went wayward towards them, but now they're like back in full gear. So it's like, you've got like the best of the best seasoned veterans who are elite storytellers as well as wrestlers, of course, like this is going to be an angle that kind of takes all the headlines. And, you know, with um, the four pillars, you know, the majority of these guys, this is their first time in the big spot. Like, even MJF, like, yeah, he, MJF is ready, but this is his first championship on a major promotion. Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah,
0: it's 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 good to see, and um, you know, like as we're saying, these guys, whatever they're involved in, always feels a bit like big business. Mm-hmm. Always feels like a very important story, and what I love about the elite, you know, they they are very generous with what they do. Um, it's, uh-huh. it's a lot of give and take it's not just you know other people we've seen in wrestling history other people have been giving kind of, kind of creative control and all that kind of stuff and it's just me 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 put myself over make myself look ama- amazing blah 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 but they're very give and take with how they book themselves make sure that other people are getting over and, and all this is it's very even I would say so Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, big up, big up this story. It, it was something special. Can't wait till next week to already see where we're going with this or what the next step is. Um, For sure. But yeah, just to kind of run through um, the the rest of the show, everything that happened. Show started with um, Claudio Castagnoli versus Ray Phoenix double jeopardy match. If Castagnoli lost, then um, Ray Phoenix will get a chance at the Ring of Honor World Title. If Castagnoli was to win. Then um, Casinoli and a partner can go after Ray Phoenix's and Pentas' Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Um, absolute banger, <laughs> absolute banger. Banger, banger to start huh? off with. Like I-, I couldn't believe, like you know, when he started, and I was thinking, oh, okay, you know, I like these guys, sort of thing. Yeah. But what I th- what I got, yeah, I just didn't see coming, and um, it's it's almost like you know the the. I think they mesh so well, like they're both fantastic wrestlers anyway, but they mesh so well just because stylistically, Claudio is just such a strong kind of, pillar almost to, to take himself yeah. everything that ray phoenix is doing um and ray phoenix is obviously just incredible in the ring and i i, I feel like at a time where we're seeing a lot of lucha lucha doors get an opportunity in aew ray phoenix came I love to the front last night and almost said you man can't ever forget me <laughs> like,
1: yeah yeah because yeah we kind of forgot about phoenix for a bit because obviously we've had um there. Um Vikingo, Bandido. obviously Bandido, and obviously these men have been like, you know, doing Luce Lib- Lucha Libre a massive service. But we can't forget who was there for day one, giving us Lucha. And then Ray Felix said, probably said, you know, i got started to prove. Let me show these men who I am. And yeah, man, this this would have been my match of the night if it wasn't for the main event. Like, I was like, This is excellent stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and say what you want about Claudio's character, like it's which is valid, but in the in those ropes, man, he's 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 good, man. He's yeah. good, and these two just had in, incredible chemistry, as you said. And yeah, man, it was it was. Do you know what? As much as you know the the promo segments to start off Dynamite are okay. This is what I like. Just, Sometimes start, just ring the bell, <laughs> ring the bell, ring the bell, and let these man cork. I hear it. Let these man cork. Yeah, yeah man, this was great. Yeah
0: this this was it was a very good match um you know we've been giving a lot of credit to orange cassidy and I'm sure on this episode the, the credit's going to keep on coming because he had another banger of a match this week but um giving claudio this spot is almost it's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing you like you know who you can rely on to really start the show off hot and um yeah. yeah their their placement of of this was was absolutely fantastic so it was great to see um we had a backstage segment um following this um camera was panning down low and working its way up some somebody i i personally thought it was omega because i've seen omega in so, that kind and of shorts d- with the shorts and and the <laughs> I said, this yeah. is Omega. when it got to miro i was like oh my god like oh miro's back um renee tried to get a word in with him and um he went into tony khan's office without saying anything to, to renee um Later on in the show, we will just cover it now. Thunder Rosa, same situation, similar situation. She says it's a good night to speak to Puppy Khan. So she went into Tony Khan's office as well. Um, we we know what's coming. It's, it's probably the announcement of this TV deal, probably the announcement of this new show. They're, they're showing some guys and girls that possibly will be cornerstones of this Saturday show. Um, I know in the past, um, Miro has spoken highly of CM Punk and CM Punk has spoken highly of Miro. So, you know, those two probably don't mind working together on on this island that is going to be called Collision, um, but almost embedding this into a storyline. I think extra. it's a very unique way of doing it, and and I don't yes. really mind. It's, it is weird because we haven't seen anything like that before. They'll just say this yeah. is a new show. They'll you know, migrate people over there, and no one no one will even complain. Though no, that's how they've done it. That's what we're used to. But kind of saying you know we've got so many people knocking on my door and all of this kind of stuff and putting it in a storyline.
1: I like it. What did you think of it? Yeah, I loved it. Um, it's kind of like okay, we got that, you know, the and obviously this is due our perception of these people is often, um, dictated by like what we hear on dirt sheets or whatever. But it's kind of these are like the bad sheep, like the people mm. who have. But what what they've done is that like, okay, we're bad sheep because we we don't like what we 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 haven't been happy with Tony Khan. So let me talk to the boss and see what he's got for me, and then that can now and present itself in a new opportunity for a new show, um, which is good rather than doing that. Oh, let's do like a draft or let's just randomly say these men are Collision exclusive for no reason. Be like, okay, you man don't like what what we got on Dynamite. Okay, let's see what, you, what what we have for you in Collision. So I liked it. And it was good to see these guys and girls again, Um, especially Mirror and Thunder Rosa. I thought Thunder Rosa's obviously... I know someone who kind of like, we've been very critical of her title reign, I think rightfully so. But, mm. you know, she is she is a good wrestler. Yeah. And I do think she deserves another opportunity, um, just another platform to showcase herself. And Miro, listen, we talk about a T- TNT Towering at Nauseam, but like Miro's, uh, Miro's TNT Towering was excellent. And we saw, we've seen even in WWE as Rusev that potential was there. Mm. So, and he he's too great of a talent not to be on TV. So for me, um, seeing these guys and girls get a second um, crack at it is, 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 is exactly what's needed. And on a second brand like Collision, which most likely be spearheaded by a guy like CM Punk, you know, you know it gives them an opportunity to, you know, um, try again and under a new set of circumstances, even though it's the same company. Yeah. I'm sure Collision will be kind of its own thing. And we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I'll cover this all at once as well.
0: Obviously, we had during the show um, the promo, the vignettes of um, the four pillars. I thought it was very interesting how the pillars, like um, Jungle Boy, they, they included words from Christian, um, Darby Allen, they included words from Sting. Who, who was for Sammy Guevara again? Jericho. Yeah, yeah, Chris Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. And um, MJF had nobody. Yeah. <laughs> MJF was just giving his own account of how he's gonna win and all that kind of stuff, um, which I think is very telling um for, for the rain he's having. Um any
1: thoughts on, on this on all the, all the promos? Um I think the best ones were probably um I liked Darby and Jungle Boys, but yeah, MJF one was flawless. I like guess it yeah. it's MJF, but yeah. I liked Darby because it kind of explained like why. How uh, he wrestles, how I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how it. he wrestles, how he wrestles. I like, I, I like the fact that yeah, like the stuffs, the stuff, the wild stuff I do outside of the ring, like dirt bike riding and all of that stuff, which looks mad, looks very mad. Mm. But um, explains how he wrestles in ring. That kind of like you know, um, high octane, full throttle. You know, um, caution to the wind wrestling. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is kind of what we needed. I think we've done the, you know, the promos. Um, in ring all the time, and now you know the vignettes were helpful. Um, they gave a bit of insight to these characters, you know, um, leading up to the pay-per-view. So, overall, I thought it was a well done segment. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I thought Darby's was was the best out yeah. of them. He really does come across as relatable more and more these days. Yeah, um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was well done. And knowing Darby, he probably shot his himself and all of that stuff. Yeah, so. probably yeah um we had the segment where ftr were joined in the ring by um the the tna guys um sonjay dart and um what's his what's the big man's name i'm um, Satnam uh, i'm Singh. seeing how can i forget um jay lethal and jeff Jarrett, and um you know the the tag match has now been been set uh mark briscoe came out and said that you know to stop all squabbles over whose friend and this he is um basically he's going to be the special guest referee um we saw them start passing around tequila um and who was it sanjay went to like down the tequila and spat it in dax's face um Mm -hmm. brawl broke out dax didn't know who he grabbed he grabbed mark briscoe and actually pile-drived um mark briscoe everyone was shocked um obviously that might affect mark briscoe's allegiance when he comes to refereeing the match and stuff we'll see how that turns out um but yeah, I'm happy we've, we've you know, these guys are going to get the, the chance at the tag team title. I think it's it's been coming. It's a interesting way of how we got here. We've got the spin of the special guest referee on it as well. Um, good stuff. What do you think?
1: Oh, this was just funny. It was very funny. It was a, yeah. it was a fun segment. Um, you know, this is, you know, obviously, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe, but this is kind of why I wanted the Briscoes on TV. Obviously, they're hella performers, but they those, Mark and Jay are entertaining, especially Mark. Um, they're just funny. Um, you know, it was wacky, goofy. Some people may say what what our team, the caliber of FTR um doing, something like this. Uh, which I get to a degree. Um, especially, you know, given like how much FTR won in the titles and now they're doing this. But this is fun. Yeah. Um, it's just good wholesome fun. So um, and I, I, I do like the fact that Mark Briscoe is special guest referee. I think this match did need a stipulation. If you were to just give me um Jay Lethal and um, Jeff Jarrett um, versus FT has a straight tag match. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on it. But the so fact invest- that you've added like, yeah, a, yeah but the fact yeah, you've added a special guest and Mark Briscoe, who's chaotic himself, kind of adds a different element to the match. And yeah, so fun. That's what I can say about it. Fun.
0: Yeah, should be good. Should be good. We um, had a backstage segment where Chris Jericho has um, a some legal papers stopping Adam Cole from coming to the to coming to the arena. Roderick Strong obviously stood in for his mate. And Roderick Strong got some legal papers stopping JAS from getting involved mm-hmm. in a match next week. We've got Roderick Strong versus Chris Jericho. So um, that should be interesting. Um, and then mm-hmm. that took us on to Tony Khan, obviously announcing that, you know, so much is happening in AEW right now. Yeah. A big announcement coming next week, which we've really spoken about, most likely collision probably names CM Punk, name drops CM Punk. And obviously when Collision is going to start, which I think it's sometime in June from Mm -hmm. previous reports, it it might change, we'll see. Um, And then we got into another banger of a match for the international title. This guy doesn't know how to slow down. Even though he's a sloth, he doesn't know how to slow down. Orange Cassidy defending the title against Daniel Garcia. Incredible. Like it, it just keeps getting better for Orange Cassidy. Like, I just feel like um, even with a competitor like Daniel Garcia and I feel as well, I think we, though we all maybe cringed a bit and died a bit inside when Daniel Garcia joined the JAS and all of that kind of yeah. stuff. But even as a character, I feel like this is doing so much for Daniel Garcia's character. And I just see him in a different light. Now He he's really just becoming so well-rounded because the wrestling, yeah. thing, that was easy for him. But character wise, I just feel like this guy's come on leaps and bounds in the last six months. Um, but yeah, Cohenge Cassidy defended, one uh, you know, defended the title, retained the title, um, and he keeps on going. What did you what did you think of this this match and segment?
1: I thought it was a really good match. Um, I thought it was a really good match. I thought Daniel Garcia, there's a point in time where he was like middle finger in the crown and like gyrating, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that part was that part was hilarious. But then it's just like it's it's become normal. Like Orange Cassidy has a great match. Again, um, like it was it was another great title defense. Like it's Orange Cassidy, man. Like what a guy. What a guy. Like, <laughs> like I'm I'm I'm
0: gonna stick my neck out here and say Orange Cassidy loses it at double or nothing. But I don't know who to. But I just feel I'm looking at like yeah. pay-per-view, I'm looking at possible title changes. Yeah. That is really the only title the only that can one. change at this point. Yeah. Um, not to say that they have to do it, it's just yeah, if they want to kind of do something new, then yeah, I th- I feel like this yeah. is the place. By then yeah. he would have been, I think maybe well into the 20 defenses. He already is into 20 defenses or mm. so. So incredible really stuff. Adult. That's a great title. It's, it's mad. And they're, they're, they're <laughs> literally showing at him, like, every week. He's busted. Backstage, he was telling Renee, I'm tired. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. he's, he's... They're selling it. They're, they're, they're basically, you know, telling us it, it's coming. He, he's not going to be able to continue at some point, and point. Yeah. But I just don't know who that person is going to be to beat him.
1: Obviously, we saw the Carl Fletcher yeah. stuff. We saw the Carl Fletcher stuff, which... Um, either it's Carl, or I'm thinking, will it be a new Japan guy? And are, are we always talk about obviously all international, all Atlantic, and maybe the title going elsewhere. But I don't know. Is, is The Carl Fletcher for me, Carl Fletcher thing signifies two things. We spoke about obviously, you know, the United Empire, Will Spray, Don Callis thing. But if it's now a thing where, if they sell it like this, where it's like, he's cleaned out most of AW's mid-card. Now it's time for other people to start Mm -hmm. coming in because already he's defending the title against um, Shabata. You know, he's defending... Yeah, so it's time for, you know, other people from elsewhere to start, you know, having a crack at the title. So maybe, but yeah, I think... But I'd say, I don't know about Dublin, I think, but by Forbidden Door, either on a Dynamite before or Forbidden Door pay-per-view, that title's going. Like he's not making it to all in <laughs> no, as no. champion. There's no way I,
0: he's I, not I, making it. I think <clears throat> I think he might lose it at uh, double or nothing. Maybe they bring in some type of Japanese talent or New Japan talent yeah. and he loses it to them. They can have it for a stint and then drop it back to an AEW talent at Forbidden Door. Yeah. I think that's a possibility. The Carl Fletcher thing, I think, I was, I was thinking at the time when I saw it, Carl Fletcher has a has a attempt at it, doesn't win. Mark Davis has an attempt, it doesn't win. And then we bring in Osprey, because maybe and maybe not not to happen by double or nothing, but I think there is a lot in Osprey, depending on his booking. We still don't know where he's going and if they're gonna do an Omega match at all in. But Osprey walking into Wembley as
1: international champion, I, I, I think there's a lot of weight in that. So wait, Osprey walking into all in his internet. Do you think he might do a title ch- 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 versus title? Because is still for, US, for, champ- oh, for the
0: U.S. championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's possible. It's
0: possible because they can trust either guys to hold both of those. Titles. They could trust
1: like both both companies will be happy with either guy. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm sure Tony Card would love to. Obviously, they you Japan have put the title on Omega because they trust him, but Tony Card wouldn't mind putting the, an international title on Osprey. You mm. know. I think Osprey might be like the most in terms of like bookings on AW. He's been booked on AW a lot, like yeah, even post Forbidden Door because they had him in for the whole um trios tournament as well. So it's yeah. clearly a good relationship between the two.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think that the Carl Fletcher thing is just okay.
1: Like I think it's,
0: it's the red herring. It's like okay, he's yeah. gonna face it. Mark Davis. Will get a chance. No, but Mark Davis might do enough to you know further break down Orange yeah. Cassidy's body. Um, being the big guy, and they got here. Jeff
1: Cobb, they got Aaron Hanare in United. If United they want to go that so far, they can, yeah, they yeah, can at yeah, the
0: entire United Empire. And then yeah. final boss or Osprey comes in and mm. you know picks the bones and, and comes out with the championship down the line. I don't think that all oh, that will happen by double or nothing, but down the line, yeah, I think that is very possible. Um yeah, but, but we will see. Orange Cassidy just continues to, you know, have, have a great reign um, with this title. Um, we saw a Christian promo. <laughs> Christian come out and got booed out the place by Detroit after going at them. Um, to be completely honest, I couldn't really concentrate because I was just laughing so hard at, at Detroit, but I'm sure he was, you know, laying his claim for the TNT Championship with Wardlow. How did yeah. you find this segment? This is that
1: was heat. Like, <laughs> like, no, like we talk about, like, like he came out and the thing is like, if you listen to the promo, like, um, Christian was kind of fumbling a bit of his lines, but he's still mm. up, um a professional at the end of the day. So he got through it, piled through it. But just the amount of like, I don't know what it is about Christian, but this man just has the ability to make people hate him. Like there's, and the thing is that there's, there's even there's heels these days where, yeah, cool. We don't like you, but you're kind of cool. Like cool. You have like re- even MJF has that like, redeeming qualities too. Yeah, Christian, there's nothing. <laughs> you're not hearing. you not hearing, Like you're not. You're, you're not hearing people cheer him. Even if he was to go back to Canada, I guarantee he's getting booed. Mm. Like Christian is just, yeah, man. He's he's a heels heel. Like the like. Like the promo, the content was fine, it was generic, fair, but just just the atmosphere and energy of that segment was 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 excellent. I loved it. Just a uh, like heel getting booed out of the building, barely able to speak. That's what we need in wrestling. Make heels hateable again.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. There's too many of the cool heels.
1: Yeah, and not man. enough
0: just red hot. I hate this guy sort of Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that one. Um, we saw this no holes barred match between Julia Hart and um Anna J. Um, I'm happy that these ladies got the opportunity on this show. They've been plugging away at this feud on Rampage. Um I saw something yesterday, I think it was, where people were saying that this shouldn't have made it to main TV, the feud. But I but apparently it has because some I can't remember how many weeks ago, whenever they put Julia Hart and Anna J on Rampage, like it drew the biggest like quarter or whatever on yeah. Rampage. So they gave it a go on here. Um hasn't been as wasn't as violent as Anna J previous no holes barred or no just. Disc- Qualification matches, but I thought this was fine, and I, I'm I was very happy to see Julia Hart um come out on top. I think what they've been doing with her, her presentation and everything has been great, and her in the house of black has been great. Um yeah, how did you find this match?
1: I thought the match was okay. Like match the match, the match was mm, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was passable. Mm. But Julia Hart's presentation, yeah. I'll listen, I've invested. I've yeah. listened. <laughs> The th- listen, her entrance music is yeah, so it's cold. cold. It's cold. Her entrance music is cold. Even her in ring, because I, I, um, her, her in ring attire, is she? Because I think she's still experimenting with it. Because I remember, like, she had an old one on dark that wasn't great, but just the presentation of her, and even when she comes out with House of Black, I missed her. In I missed her when House of Black came out. Yeah, in the next like, match. Oh.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, but just. Yeah, the presentations there, the work, it wasn't great. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. sit here like it wasn't great, but it was a nice change of pace, uh, and this is something I do encourage AW to do: tell other women's stories outside of the title picture stories because yeah. out, yes, wow, the outcasts versus um, Britt Baker, um, Jamie Hayter, and Yukawa Shida isn't for a title yet. That's a title feud. Yeah, that's a feud that concerns the women's champion and the tbs champion sometimes but just tell other stories concerning other different personal feuds this is what i've always wanted aw to do so in in practice like in practice like i'm okay with it execution maybe another feud but you know they're trying to develop two essentially homegrown women stars in anna J and um julia hart so I can't, I can't be mad at it too tough, but junior Hart's presentation again, a one. Yeah. They
0: smashed it. They've, they've absolutely smashed it with her. They've, they've got something there. And I think even in just, we're just talking about the presentation here with that alone, they've got something to work with. with Yeah. So yeah, just keep putting her in the positions. Obviously she's, she's still kind of green in terms of wrestling. Um, she, she with time she will develop. Um, moving on from this, we got into the actual um trios match. So there's the House of Black open house um trios match for the for the title. Um, they were facing Best Friends and Bandido, who made the stipulation <laughs> no witches allowed at that ringside. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's why Julia Hart wasn't about. Um, I love the fact that they've turned the trios titles black. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love that. I thought that's the
1: titles look so different. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And obviously, they, they conducted the match under like just this one spotlight with like something on the title. And just, oh, I love it. Very man. good. Very, very it. good. Um, I don't know what it looked like for the crowd, the crowd, the, audience, you know, the, the live yeah. audience. But yeah, us at home, I, I liked it. Um, We saw, you know, who we expected. The Trios champions retained their titles here. How did you
1: find this? Oh, I thought it was a great match. But again, and this is the one thing I've, I've I've loved about Alice Malachi Black, even since NXT. Mm. When it comes to this man and presentation, Loves it. oh this guy's meticulous. And yeah. when when the ring went, when the arena went dark, I loved it. The one thing I'll say, the crowd next next time they do a match, the crowd. Turn your flash on. I need to <laughs> turn your flash. No, cause what I want, yeah, I kind of want a Bray Wyatt thing where it's like fireflies. Turn yeah, yeah, your yeah, flash yeah. on. Have the arena dark. Turn your flash on because, and and what I, what it does, it it makes immediately it makes the um house of blacks trios title reign distinct. Like this is different, something we're yeah. always gonna remember about mm-hmm. their title reign. And even like you said, they they changing the um title colors. It it gives it gives them a uniqueness. It gives their matches like a different, a completely different feel and a different energy. Like when like you know when you go to aw dynamite now you know you're not just gonna just gonna see like a great match from house of black you're gonna see a unique match and just the way it's presented so that was an amazing touch man and this is what i'm liking more of in a w where it's like little little things go a long way like little subtle touches in presentation go a long way to how we perceive yeah. in terms of the match the match was good um. Obviously, also, I think they were saving time for obviously the main event, but it was a nice, tidy match. Um, good stuff, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of House of Black. Um, and I want, I can't lie, I want them to have a title for a long time, hmm. I, at least to all in for me. Like I will really, I'm invested. I feel like they deserve an extended title run
0: i um, I'm. I fear one thing. Obviously, they're still in like a feud with um, the acclaimed, and um, oh, yeah. whenever they whenever they pull the trigger on that, I don't want Max Caster to rubbish them on the mic because that could make that it, it can expose the whole mystique. If if Max Caster starts rapping some real stuff and exposes them and says this is all some hokey crap, um, or makes any like you know Bray Wyatt kind of reference, yeah. Then,
1: it will expose them so let 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 them just attack him before he starts rapping so that we don't yeah, get I, I feel like max cast I feel like what you need to do with max caster is you can let him get the stuff off but immediately like on that smoke same him. show smoke him like they need to come out like he, okay did you did just smoke him like yeah. Make him bleed, so it's like okay, like yeah, you did it, but look at the consequences of your actions. Yeah, like yeah. like they need to smoke him because I agree they can't have Max Castor coming out on a weekly basis, um, calling calling these man Bray Wire um, <laughs> Fireflies Funhouse nonce. No, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. You have to, you have to smoke him there and then. Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, and last but not least, because we have already discussed the main event, we had a Ricky yeah. Starks promo. Um, Ricky Starks, um, he's laid the gauntlet. He's having a match with Jay White. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're, we're here waiting for that Jay White promo. I thought we'd get it this week to kind of warm them up. And I, I thought, well, I think we were saying last week, that we thought this would be a double or nothing match. Um, you know, I guess there's still potential for this to be a double or nothing match depending on what happens next week. But um I, I don't know, like I'm I'm just trying to be patient with this with
1: this feud, but even
0: the way they're building it, it's not really it feels get...
1: it feels like a it feels like an afterthought. Um mm. honestly, I don't know if they're gonna put Jay White on collision at this point or something, but we need we need a feud, man. We need something like substantial, like honestly. Obviously, it's weird because Hangman's involved the elite stuff, but I would have put a J-White with Hangman, mm. just immediately like put him with a guy that he's he's got history with, he knows, yeah. and we can kind of play. And they had a match at Forbidden Door, something you can play off. Obviously, Hangman, I think he's like he's still tied up with the whole Blackpool comeback club elite thing, so I get why he's not available. And obviously, Adam Cole's doing Jericho, but like people yeah. of that ilk. Where they kind of come from the same background, you know what I'm saying? Where we need something. Um, yeah, we'll see. This Ricky Starks Jay White thing is it is where it is, but I just think Juice the Joe's Juice Robinson thing messed it up. If, if yeah. they started as just Jay White and Ricky Starks and these men are cutting promos back and forth, I have no problem. But this Juice Rock card Juice Robinson stuff is nonsense, man. <laughs> it's not the one still.
0: I feel like we've just been given a mid card that's answering Jay White, but it's not really jay white like yeah him not coming in and cutting a promo all now is beyond me but Uh we'll we'll wait and see and see if this develops into anything else like you know they're they're fighting for spaces right now on AEW, and hopefully Mm. with um collision coming up you know that that fight becomes less there'll be more tv time for everybody um so yeah man um that was dynamite and um like we're saying at the top of the show very very good show from top to bottom um cannot complain about what we've got and double or nothing now is what two three weeks away um yeah looking interesting still hasn't really been a lot of stuff mentioned the tag match and the main event of course the, the title match but um we're still yet to fill out this card
1: yeah i feel like there's a lot of matches on the card to be filled um but i feel like we and we have a rough direction of where things are going but um yeah, man, I just feel like the, obviously the build to double and is still ongoing, but as an episodes, this was one of my favourite episodes of the year so far, easily.
0: Yeah, yeah, this was top tier. Cool. Alright then guys, um, we appreciate you sticking around with us. Make sure you've hit the, the like button, the thumbs up button, subscribe if you are new here. Um, we will be doing another Revolution Radio episode same time next week. Um, hopefully, like we're saying, the good times keep on rolling. We'll be talking about Tony Khan's big announcement and hopefully the fallout from the Don Callis turn next week as well. So, it'll Mm -hmm. be great to to hear everyone's reactions and thoughts on that. Um, NK, any last words before we get out of here?
1: Um, Yeah, but Just get your your tickets for All In and come link the mandem. That's it. Come (laughs) see the mandem. That's
0: it, man. Charles, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. Cool. All right then, people. Um, Love for joining. Like I say, like and subscribe and we'll see you next time.